You're listening to the Fire in a Hole podcast with Richard and Jason, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and a cast. If you want to keep the show free and help us keep the lights on, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you have ideas for the show, we'd like to come on the show, uh, don't hesitate to drop us a line at Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Today on the show, we have our very good friend and returning guest, Steve Bro. In the first half, we compare notes on TV shows, talking about shows that we love, like Sherlock, Schitt's Creek, Black Mirror, and a bunch more, before getting a bit more political in the second half, and Steve gives us his take on fake news, transgender issues, Black Lives Matter, the Pitbull ban, and a whole bunch more. So without further ado, here's one of our favorite humans, Steve Bro on Fire in the Hole. I don't know which came first, shitty rave music or the drugs, okay? Like, did these guys make, come up, you know, get their Macintosh computers out and hire DJ Fuckhead and get a drummer to come in and go, okay, thank you, you can leave. They've sampled it. I'm fuck, fuck, fuckhead, DJ fuck, fuckhead. I know talent, I know talent, no talent. I play other people's records. falls out gut pops out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was doing like one hand push-ups <laughs> yeah no that's right he sees them on tv yeah he sees it's the leader and it's like boom, oh yes boom, he's the leader yeah, of, the, yeah, yeah. of the revolution of the revolution well that's right because they were forcing them to make wallets yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> he's like come on these have to be in singapore by yeah. wednesday or something like that <laughs> <clears throat> yes cam crusty are you are you the most epic Simpsons watcher ever. Is there anyone that you know that's oh, more, yeah, no, more epic about I Simpsons? Oh, yeah, no. I fell off the wagon like seasons ago. Hasn't it been on the air for like 25 years? Yeah. So years ago is not that much. That's still like 20 years of well, Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. So I, from, I guess, I don't have cable. I don't have, haven't had cable for years or I haven't had. And they're not. There's no good place to stream Simpsons. It seems like it's in that walled garden that it's is like Fox. the last. It's pretty much what's keeping TV on. Exactly. Yeah, I think if they turn off the Simpsons, that would be it. Yeah. It's the Simpsons and like the late night talk shows. I was good till like season twelve. Twelve solid yeah. years of the Simpsons, yeah. and then you, then you started like, uh, Futurama. Yeah, how old is Futurama? Futurama is pretty old now, I guess. Feels like it, it's because it's called Futurama. People don't realize how old it is. <laughs> well, it stopped a while ago, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, it restarted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. That, and that's after it restarted. Yeah, it was canceled. Yeah. Mm. In how many seasons? In like three, four, four seasons in. Then he canceled it. Yeah. Then people were like, "Fuck you, we yeah. want it back." Yeah. And then. Another six well, then years. They did, yeah, I don't know. They did like a couple of like movies, like or super long episodes. Yeah, is it any good? I don't know. I've seen a Futurama. Few, yeah, I, like, I really like Futurama. 
Like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. I don't, I've watched a few episodes, but I, I never, I felt it lacked a certain hook. It's, um, I don't think a lot of, I don't, a lot of, well, obviously a lot of people didn't jump on the bandwagon when it first came out. It's only afterwards that even myself, the first time I saw it, I was like, man, but then it was years later that I watched it again. I was like, what, how, how did I miss this the first time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Spinoffs are a weird thing. They, they, <coughs> they either work. And they explode, mm-hmm. or nothing happens. Like they tried Cleveland, right? And that's the thing about Futurama too. It was only a spinoff in so much as it's the same animation, right? Style as The Simpsons, very but, much. I mean, so there's no. Uh, well, so was Cleveland, and did they try to do? But at least those were those were characters American from Dad. yeah from what was it um, Family Guy? Yeah, here it's like a whole other. Although American Dad is kind of that formula, right? So it's it's same yeah. animation, but. Yeah, I guess American Dad is closer to the, an idea to Futurama versus Simpsons. Yeah, even though it's a little bit different in its look. I'm sure they've crossed over, but yeah, and it's funny. Like uh, there'll be shows like um, Frasier, which I feel like was maybe bigger than Cheers. Like Cheers is more iconic, but I feel like Frasier was made more money and was a bigger deal. I can't even remember Frasier. It I, was like I, I know. I know what it is. I'm aware of the show, but it was like, like the I ubiquitous, can't. like ev- like everywhere, all the time. Frasier was on, and if it wasn't right. Frasier, was it was uh, Seinfeld? I think it was like one of those the first shows that had like one of the like two and a half men kind of formulas. A little bit, sort yeah. Of a deal, precursor, perhaps. Yeah, they did a lot of that. Did you ever watch Two and a Half Men? I'm, I may have seen an episode or two. I may or may not have watched a lot of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Was it any good? Um, no, no. I still watched it. Okay, <laughs> it was like a guilty pleasure. No, that's yeah, fine. exactly. That's what sitcoms are kind yeah. of supposed to be. They, just, they literally like it's uh, uh, stereotypes as premises. Two yeah. girls behaving badly or whatever, broke bitches or whatever the fuck it called. Yeah. Broke girls. Broke girls. Two broke girls, I think. Men behaving badly. Although uh, that was that was a, well, that was one of those we're going to steal this from from the British because. Men behaving, I think Men Behaving Badly was originally a British sitcom. Yeah, probably. Which was probably amazing. I didn't see it. It's probably much better. And then than... they made it terrible. Yeah, the British are really good. Well, that's, I mean, that they they just, they have, let's start that again. Their, their shows are written with a beginning and an end. Um, and it doesn't matter if that is six episodes and you get a season and that's all you get because that's what we wrote. Or you get, I often uh, think back to Faulty Towers. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, there was so much, so many episodes of Faulty Towers. But there weren't. It was two, maybe two seasons of I think that's maybe 12 or 13 episodes total. Mm-hmm. They just they just played them all the time. Well, they, they start with a good idea. They write the idea down. They say, again, like I said, beginning and end. And even if it does really well, they're not going to beat the horse and just... Right, you know, Although try and milk it for all the advertising dollars possible because then you just end up with a shitty product. Well, they just need to sell it to the U.S. and then that's it. And then they do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they they probably make a bunch of money um, just selling off shows to the U.S. because and you you see it all the time with American shows. I, the format is is already harder to to write for because your one season isn't six episodes it's 20 something episodes episodes yeah 
and um, and then I and then you look at the shows and it always starts off sort of the same way. The first season's always great because mm-hmm. there's a clear idea and they they know what they're doing. Maybe there's a really good second season in there too, and uh, then it's me. And eventually they're yeah. just just running from Cylons forever. <laughs> and and was that a direct shot? That was, was that a, direct, a direct shot. Direct, direct. I didn't. I I have never seen the. The, the finale of that show and i don't think I, and that's and i'm and i'm fine with that yeah i don't okay. need to it it was it started going downhill and i'm like nope nope if, if i knew then what i know now i would have avoided it as well although there was that writer strike in the middle of the la, for, last season so right the, they right, had right, to give right. us like 4.5 first and then the rest came yeah oh yeah that's true and the half first half ended very weirdly they were like whoa okay they're kind of testing the audience's patience. Yeah. And they're and then the half season finale were like, "Oh, is this is this going to be interesting again?" And then the next half arrived and they're like, "Nope." Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> False alarm. Not even close. Everybody go back to they're going to No, not only did was it not satisfying, it was bullshit. <laughs> it was nonsensical. Yeah. And a lot of people are in denial about it. Hmm. They're just like, "No, all battle stars are amazing." You're like, you don't you you've repressed the last season haven't you mm-hmm. no 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 you just uh if you like the show it made sense no it didn't um it was great no it wasn't <laughs> just like britney spears was never hot <laughs> right. and christian aguilera was never hot and a bunch of these other stars were never that good you were just sucked into the hype and you were we went along with it and it's like this reinforces that like um it seems to be a lot more achievable to 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 start one of those shows where there's a lot of questions and like mysteries and stuff to be to be solved yeah. than to wrap one up. Oh yeah, right. Like we watched that uh, Netflix uh, show, like the OA. Oh yeah, have you start, have you watched that at all? It is the worst piece of shit I've really? ever seen in my entire life. Mark Gervais loves it. <laughs> really? Is it a, is it a horrible horrible piece of garbage? It is garbage. <laughs> it is such garbage. Why is it garbage? I don't know. It starts off like really uh, interesting. Was it right? like supernatural stuff or sort of? You're not sure at the beginning, and and then it just like jumps the shark at like episode five, and then they go full cuckoo and like, oh, okay. this is what that's about. Like it starts getting like kind of after school, especially at a certain point. But at and first then it it's... just and then like they reveal sort of what the answers to the questions that they've been alluding to like the entire time, and it's just it's laughable. Really, it's laughable. It's like ABC yeah. afternoon, like yeah. Pseudo... And then it even goes even further into like woo woo kind is of. Is it pseudo religious crap? Sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is it if we do research, are we going to find out the? Uh, God is not dead. People are behind it. <laughs> Possibly, I'm not. I'm not sure. Anyways, but it's one. It's another one of these things where it just ends, and it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is really? why I'm sitting here. <laughs> Give me my time back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Netflix. Although so, most of the shows are good, it's just you know you don't expect it. But well, that is a colossal failure. That's in a. My opinion. That's a. I mean, the Netflix plays the 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 metrics game, right? So yeah. that's that's. If that appeared there, you have to understand it's being targeted, right? It's for somebody. It's just sure, not us. Yeah. It wasn't our turn, <laughs> right? There are other shows there that are like for us. Yeah. Mm. And this was uh, for the, I guess, the one novel a week, uh, you know, professional moms that read uh, 
that read those like mystery Fifty Shades of Grey type books, and like they got their like. I can't think of a single type of human being that would enjoy really? this type of, you know. Like <laughs> I'm trying. I'm try, I was trying to save it here, but yeah, no, no, it's garbage. It's it's just total garbage. Hot, hot garbage. Like it's too pseudo religious to please the religious types, and it's too pseudo religious to please the non-religious types. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's one of those pleases no one. Yeah, if it was some of this like touched by an angel stuff or whatever, I'd be like, like okay, ah, yeah, there's there's people out there who dig that. That's not cool. me, but it's for someone yeah, exactly. Let's and put I, that and over here. you know, clearly label it as such so that I don't waste my time. Yeah, yeah, put one of those guys in it that <laughs> you know eventually gets caught being molesting children or sure doing something. Put one of those guys in it or some some uh, washed up country singer, <laughs> Kevin Sorbo, right. One of those guys, and then it has to always have some really thinly veiled title, right. like he watches us, <laughs> <laughs> right? And just because there's no crucifixes, crucifixes anywhere, you're like, oh, uh, oh, it's a story about a family. <laughs> hmm. No, it isn't. <laughs> no, it is not. It's like the Veggie Tales. Hmm. You, do you know that show? No. Have you ever watched the Veggie Tales? No. Well, you'd have no reason to, no. but um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be a, it's a, a mutual good show. acquaintance of ours. No. His ex-wife used to watch it. A grown woman, an adult woman, used to watch this kid show, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a bunch of vegetables that talk, right? Some <laughs> zucchini and tomato or whatever, <laughs> and it's all. It seems all like inoffensive, right? And then it springs it on you, like in the last 10 minutes of the show, because it, it'll be like a pirate adventure and then a squash and a tomato or whatever. And they're like, har, har, har. And they're doing all the pirate stuff. And at the end, out of nowhere, last 10 minutes, one of the characters will just be like, wow, man, that was really tough. I mean, we really, I mean, it was like us, it was against all the odds. And then one of the characters will just turn and be like, like David when he fought Goliath. Oh no. And just drop some Bible shit on you like <laughs> secretly. And it's brilliant because what you you gotta figure your average parent puts on the veggie tales and watches the first five and is like, all right, seems no fighting, no fucking. We're good. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> and you go to you your may room. officially babysit my children. Exactly. The second you're gone. Hey kids, <laughs> turn to chapter four. God is with you. You know, and like they start they converting your fucking kids. So yeah. Did you know that Jesus lives in your heart? <laughs> right now. <laughs> this is not a metaphor. He's really there. Put your hand on your chest. You hear you, that? You feeling? feel that beep beep bu-bu? That's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so my the moral of the story for those of you that have kids is watch the first and last five minutes of everything. <laughs> yeah. But you can still go off and let TV raise your kids. <laughs> Just brought to a, you by Fire in the Hole. Brought to you by Fire in the Hole Parenting 101. No, but uh, I mean... The British way of doing things, although I, I think even they're kind of succumbing to that um, sort of back by popular demand, like with, although they, they do it with quality, like Sherlock, for instance. Yeah. And oh, they yeah. and that's the thing. If they're I, I, well, I mean, they're, they're not every British show is great either, but yeah. there's it's a little more, I guess, calculated. Yeah. There's like five years and they have their their, um, and it'll be one arc, one story arc, right? And they are, and a lot of them often have their sort of Christmas special episode. Right. Yeah, they they're big on that. Yeah, 
Yeah, Luther. Luther was a good one. Yeah. I enjoyed that one. You watch yeah. that one? I didn't get all the way through it, but it was pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Well, any show really that's although I have seen crap come out of Britain, but it's rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it'll be too specific usually when I don't like it. It'll be like, oh, uh Welsh policeman and his mother in law, and you're like, I this is culturally too alien. I'm sorry. I yeah. Don't, I don't know. I I don't even I don't think I'm supposed to like the Welsh. I don't know. <laughs> the British the British keep telling me the Welsh are bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so, even then, I trust them. Yeah. <laughs> something I, about them, I something trust. Something about those guys. And something about even the um, <laughs> the slow burn kind of shows. I don't yeah. know if you saw Detectorists. Oh my God, that's a great show. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And it's it's the kind of premise that if you pitched it to an American they studio, they'd just be never like, "Never happen. We don't get it. What's the thing?" Because it's so simple, because it's based on the on the characters. There, uh, there. What are they? There are these two dudes who just detect, like they have metal detectors, and like just, on the beach, like hobbyists. Yeah, no, like in fields. Yeah, yeah. in in buckfuck nowhere, England. Yeah, mm. and they squabble with other guys that detect <laughs> over nothing. You know, that's such a weird cult of people. Apparently, I always, I'm I'm always fascinated. I'm hanging on the beach and like and you know anything about some, those guys? Somebody goes by and just like beep 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 beep. Yeah, I never thought it was a scene, but I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Until I saw the show, I was like, yeah, I guess they must get together and have little oaths. Everybody's and, got a club and. Right. I just thought it was something that like some people did, like just. But I guess the equipment there is way too developed for it to be just like a hobby. Seriously, like what does one of those magnet things, like one of the detector things, cost? They're in the thousands. Like a high end, you know, you're talking maybe a couple grand. Yeah, probably. Like you got to find a lot of metal. Yeah. To pay that shit off. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Right? Yeah, and it, I guess, but I guess in or England, like one Rolex. <laughs> in England, it would make sense to do that because you might actually, you know, the, the the British, the ancestors of the British wore a lot of gold, <laughs> and the people right. that raided also came for gold and silver. And so there's a lot of people who've been there for a long time. Yeah. Romans died there, everything. But uh, doing it here is kind of ridiculous. Right. Yeah, exactly. What are you going to find, like an arrowhead? <laughs> Woo! And a lot of Molson caps. <laughs> Mostly yeah. Molson caps. Yeah. But sorry, are I cut you off. You were talking about the, uh, the, the, the detectorists. You are saying uh, why you no, like that it's show? It's just, it, it's interesting. As I, I was surprised to even see it on Netflix because it's it doesn't seem like something that would appeal to an American audience. You watch it. The characters are interesting. Yeah, but they get nothing... into fights over turf. Yeah, it's yeah. small, small yeah. town politics. Yeah. and there's some human interest stories. Yeah. Like uh, it's the one of the guys is the guy that played the um, British Dwight Schrute. Okay, who was yeah. like the yeah, yeah. yeah, and the other guy. I think the last place you saw him was uh, he was in like the. He is Armin Zola in the Captain American movies, you know, the like the evil scientists. He's like a little froggy looking dude. Okay. With like bald head. Mm. But they make like this unlikely duo and it's just really funny the way they it's not like quack quack like kind of jokes, you know? Right. It's kind of mediocrity and, and, and boring funny. Yeah. And like the uh there's like a rival team that keep trying to encroach on their and they <coughs> One of them kind of looks like Garfunkel. Okay. 
So they just called him Simon and Garfunkel constantly. He's like, my name is Paul. It's like, yeah, whatever, Simon. Whatever. Why don't you and Garfunkel run along? Get it along. And yeah, I mean, the formula is familiar, right? Which is like small town, no real stakes, but you somehow still get attached to these characters. And you're like, come on, find the Spanish bullion or whatever. <laughs> you find the Viking ship. I'll be really upset if they don't find it. Hmm. Um, and you, sorry. Um, yeah, it, it, it's the quintessential British approach where they're like, it doesn't need to be explosions. No. And there's another world. It's space. They just can do these two guys and living in Even in so home. much as it's a, a comedy, if you compare it to something like um, Schitt's Creek, yeah, which is in some small town, um, it's, you know, it's sort of similar people interacting and it's a totally, totally different vibe. Even the fact that was shit's um, creek any good? It was funny. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. It's not actually spelled but shit. It's like a German S H S C H I T T E S. Very clever. But even the way it's filmed, De- Detectorist. You have a lot. Both shows happen outside a lot. Yeah, and Detectorist is beautifully shot. It is pretty. Yeah, they made the most of it. Uh, and Shit's Creek, you barely ever actually get to see the outsides. There's no, it's, it it's seems as though it seems as though the um, the landscapes and detectorists are almost another character. Oh, that's that's poetic. Yeah, I guess all fancy and stuff. Well, the music too is they they, they play like the, there's this theme song that, yeah. that kind of very uh, there seems to be a lot of thought behind the yeah. show, almost like it was written by someone who might have done this for right, <laughs> might have actually done this dete- mm. detecting. Yeah. And then people go, oh, you're detectors, detectorists. Like they keep, <laughs> they keep like correcting you. Like, no, not a detective. Not a detector. I'm a detectorist. <laughs> you know. And then the whole like drama of the the girlfriend getting in between the detecting. <laughs> will oh, wow. will he give up? Det- will he sell his detector or? Will will he put his foot down <laughs> and go back out there right. when they're really close to a find or whatever? Mm-hmm. What a, it's true. It is a very weird little thing How to do. How can you tell if you're really close to a find? Well, because you start finding little pieces of... Apparently, uh, UK is littered with little little cars, <laughs> according to this <laughs> according show. According to the show, yeah. They keep finding <laughs> little, little like, uh, Hot Wheels okay. <laughs> everywhere. And, uh, and pull tabs. Yeah. Tabs, because they still have them. I think, like these things. Yeah, yeah. Are they Uh, are they magnetic? Apparently, I guess. Mm -hmm. You'd think by this point they'd would have figured it out. I don't know. It kind of makes you. You know, it's a good show because you're kind of like, hey, I should get one of those things. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, no, wait, what am I saying? I haven't given up on life yet. No. (laughs) I give it time. Yeah, give it time. But it's typical British quality programming in the sense that. It's based on the characters, not so much a premise. Mm. The, the setting is what it is, but you care about the characters. You really do. And right. I can already see the American version of that would have zany music, right? Mm-hmm. They'd get out of some washed up TV or film star to, to, to like kind of carry it. And they'd get like generic fat comedian guy number four. And some some adaptations are are bound to work if you look at um, the Office. Even though the character dynamics are very different be- from the British version to the American yeah. version, 
still a good show, the American version. And it went its own way pretty quickly, right? Right. And the, and there's a, a, a pretty, in my mind, a big difference between Ricky Gervais' version of The Boss Huge. and Steve Carell's. Steve Carell's, you end up, you like him. You don't like Ricky Gervais's yeah, character. Yeah, I don't think you're meant to. You're not meant to. Yeah, David Brent. <clears throat> yeah, you're supposed to kind of hate his guts. Yeah, because he's he's so uh, he's just he's just not lovable in any way. Yeah, you don't forgive him for his missteps. Whereas Michael Scott, like you shake your head, but you're like, come on, Michael, like, yeah, pull it together. Yeah, and it becomes like a race after a while of situations where you know he's going to be horrible, and then you're just like biting down, hoping he's gonna. Keep it together. Um, all the parents are visiting. Like, oh God, he's gonna do something. Um, yeah, I mean, Steve Carell is mostly to thank for that as well. Mm-hmm. He's he's like a unique talent. And I think, as as far as I know, Ricky Gervais was pretty involved in the uh, in the in the uh, I guess the genesis of the adaptation. Yeah, I mean, that's gonna be a fun thing to to create a show in wherever you're from, and then. For to have the big Hollywood system go like, yeah, we want the same version, we want the same show. But I'm speaking of which, Black Mirror, which I haven't watched yet, but everyone's raving about and it's like insisting I have to watch Black Mirror. Absolutely, haven't seen it. Um, it's I thought it was a British show, and it is. And then what's on Netflix is that that's a British show, it's the same show, yeah. Okay, okay, so it's not a new show, no, okay, because anyway, I'm told it's a um, it's a really it's a really, really good show. I don't know if you guys had seen any of it or yeah, I've seen you, it all. You watch it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. As and? soon as it comes out, I, I always watch them. Really? Yeah. Uh, is it is it off the off the hook? I, I like it personally, but I I have a you know I I like this kind of macabre stuff. Mm-hmm. But the whole Black Mirror thing is kind of it's showing it's um, showing like the darker sides, darker aspects of human nature. Sort of thing uh-huh and take some of the things that we would have today and kind of taking it to its logical conclusion or into the future or okay you know taking it a little bit extreme what is it like the same idea is it episodic or it's like the twilight zone oh okay so everyone is like it's a it's a self-contained episode oh word okay like outer a, limits and yeah and it has a very similar kind of uh feeling at the end of a twilight zone with the narrator no it's just that like you're just left with this kind of like okay uneasy heavy yeah it's just like no not so fresh feeling i guess (laughs) you know something like that i think that's not so fresh (laughs) i don't think we're supposed to use that term like men but i like it i like it but that's that's what it is like it kind of puts a spotlight on some of the darker aspects of, of being a human being and so I I feel like with that with that show there's some people who like a little bit of like the the darker side of things, and can appreciate it for, um, for what it is, and you know the, I would say a lot of the technical aspects are done very well. Like I think it's shot very well. I think it's written very well. I think it's acted very well. There's a lot of good, um, talented people who work on this stuff. But some people just don't like the. The, the darker side, mm. right? They don't like to feel worse about themselves after finishing a show than when they first started. So that, that's like that's the the main criticism I've okay. heard. Yeah, Is I'm that. like that with documentaries. <clears throat> There's a bunch of them I want to see, but I'm like, like I know that it's a downer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I know this is important stuff, but I, I don't know that I want to watch 
whales dying for two hours or right. find out who else has their hand in my ass, <laughs> you know, which part of government is also fucking me that I didn't know about. That's it. I mean, I think that's probably the main objection. It's not like fast food. Okay. Um, I guess to some who find it a bit heavier. Other people who are just twisted and desensitized just like it. They love it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it gets like a Richard's twisted thumb up, thumbs up? Yeah, do it. I mean, I would say do it, but don't do it if you're like in a particularly uh, fragile state of mind. <laughs> and I wouldn't marathon them. Okay. Like I wouldn't do the whole season in one shot because it's at a, the it's end. A downer. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's like Oz. You yeah. don't want to watch like two, three episodes of Oz in a row. Right. Yeah. Because it's just. Why is it that you can't watch depressing stuff if you're down, but you can totally listen to the blues? Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Well, because Maybe. I think the blues is kind of like a therapy. It's I not just so. going like, oh, I'm. I'm in a bad way and things suck. It, it's kind of, I mean, those are the lyrics most of the yes. time. Yeah, yeah. But it's to like a really, really great, satisfying. It's like a it's like a shot of whiskey for your ears, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that. I think that's why there's a soothing effect to it. Whereas watching um, something depressing is the worst thing you could do. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you feel like shit? Here's a sh- shit sandwich. <laughs> and <laughs> Here's it, a shit milk these, these, these fuckers follow you everywhere now. Like, one of the restaurants I like to go to the most is like this greasy spoon place, like a 50s diner that's stuck in time. And they've suddenly plastered flat screens everywhere, which is annoying as shit. Like, I don't know who this is for because they can't possibly be losing customers. This place is always full because it's got its regular pea soup clientele. It's got its construction worker guys who are like cramming back the, the smoked meat and the regulars right the retirees that, that come and eat and the families and whatever but it still has this decor from like f- it has shitty make-believe 50s decor from the 80s yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah right so it's not like oh it's like no one touched this place since the 50s no no one touched this badly 50s decoration since the 80s <laughs> right mm. so um everything else is really kind of dodgy and oh it's got a couple of those horrible posters you know yeah. with the squiggly lines and the saxophone players yeah. but then now plasma screens everywhere yeah and i can't even get through the first like the soup without like just and it's no audio right so it's just like bombing bombing death oh, looking they keep for it on the news? yeah keep it on the news on top like of everything the else ticker the ticker yeah the ticker of death and Sentencing for Mountain Strangler. You're like, Mountain Strangler? What year is this? Am I getting 80s news as well? <laughs> as the 80s food? <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm not even watching it actively. I'm talking to people, but it's in the corner of my eye, and it's all negativity. Like, there's no, there's no like, pill there. There's no lubricant, as it were. With blues, it's like, you know, that's... If you could do the bad news every day in the blue song, yeah. I think I'd be able to deal with it a little bit better. Mm. But here's just raw, like, okay, so I just had a shit day, nine to five. It's cold. Uh, my credit card's maxed out. And I'm pretty sure that I've got something. <laughs> now I'm going to sit down and watch about, watch how the meter, the, the hydrometer is probably killing me, as well as my cell phone, <laughs> as well as my diet. 
and as well as my age and as well as there might be a war. So, yeah, I think I'm just going to turn on OA or whatever it's called. (laughs) The OA. The OA. (laughs) OA. Yeah, or I'll put on some 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 fucking family guy <laughs> because I can't I can't take another 2 hours of shit after the, you know. So it's dangerous. It's dangerous cuz I feel like there is some advantage to someone to placate and to to mash people down into that zone. Mm-hmm. You know, and try reading, it doesn't get any better. Like any news or publication or whatever. You're trying to read something neutral like um, I don't know breakthroughs in self-driving cars, and then like the bad news is just trying to fucking shove its face, photo bomb, you know. <laughs> oh, by the way, people died. Speaking of cars, you're like, shut up. I just want to, I just want to read this news that doesn't matter. <laughs> I want to read this news that won't make me sad, you yeah. know. And uh, we end up just making playlists on Spotify and folders on Pinterest. This is what happens, I think, to people. You just uh, don't have the appetite after dealing with a full day to deal with a bunch of bad news and heavy shit, I think. It depends on the person, though. Yeah. Do you think it's a coincidence? <clears throat> What's a coincidence? That, that this is the kind of media that's thrown at us constantly. I mean, I don't, I'm not into conspiracy theories here, but I think it's kind of, it's kind of convenient that this makes people indifferent or not wanting to engage and therefore leading to things going on and us not even not knowing about it, just like being complacent, you know. I think the news is, is struggling, like we were talking about last week. The news is struggling to find its uh, its new home or its new formula, uh-huh. you know, in order to, like the, the bottom's completely fallen out of it at this point. So maybe if they just pack more bad news in there, it'll keep you on there for longer. Um, I guess it's some type of... Um... I mean, it's any. It's like any other type of. It's like any other type of media now. It's competing with TV shows. It's competing with music, with uh, with with everything else. And I, I even myself, I find I have a hard time trying to decide if I just would rather not know what's going on, and kind of maybe dive in every so often, and maybe that's okay. But at the same time, I feel like I have to stay on top of things. So I don't even know what to do with news anymore. Yeah, it's kind of a weird time. You need like a somewhere in between, I think. I don't think you can, you can't, otherwise you just end up being this like weird voyeur. I think that's the other extreme of that spectrum, right? Either you're completely misinformed or you're just like getting off on this like weird way on other people's misery. And I keep. And you can't talk about anything else. And part of the problem too is that <clears throat> is that the the focus isn't even local. I think that's I mean that's my my biggest problem is that I've even though absolutely the things that happen in other countries do affect us, but at the same time, sometimes I'm like I just don't. Why do I even give a shit? Yeah, we were talking about that actually uh, about this idea of. How I think Richard was saying how like we weren't really meant to know all the stuff about other yeah. places. We're not engineered to know all of the bad news from everywhere on right, the planet. Right, because shitty things are happening everywhere all the time and awesome things are happening everywhere all of the time. Right. But we're only tuned into one channel. Right. The shitty thing. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. The the awesome things are 
Why, why do you think that is? Why do you think we don't care about awesome stuff? Why is that not like, because you hear about news channels going like it bleeds, it leads, blah, blah, blah. But why is that what leads? Like, I think it's an evolutionary uh, thing. Survival thing? I think so. I think that we're, we're programmed at, I mean, one of the reasons why we're still around as a species is that we're able to uh, disseminate information from one person to another. So like, that's why, like, that's kind of how gossip works, right? Like as soon as you get some bad news, is this weird compulsion to tell somebody else about the bad news, uh-huh. right? So we had this like little sort of built-in network where we kind of let it like pass it along, you know, this little broken telephone game where we pass that stuff along so and it's the same thing like a flock of of birds right like one sees like a predatory animal and then it it does it's like particular like squawk squawk thing and then all the other birds know that that, like there's a problem and then they all like mobilize in order to like avoid the predator so we have this built-in mechanism in order to disseminate bad news to or or like potential threats amongst the people in our village so that we can all mobilize for that. That's my that's my theory, yeah. at least. No, I've always I've always wondered what it is about positive things, good things happening, that have next to no interest. Because it's not a threat, right? Like the urgency levels right there, right? Like your the urgency level on on something that's that's a that's a threat is much much higher. So you deal with that first. But since there's so much of that, right? Like you would deal normally we would you would deal with that first. Be like, oh. Here's some. Here's a few shitty things that are going on that you should know about. Protect so you can protect your family and friends and whatever. And then, then let's move on to the good news. But since we're dealing with the bad news of the entire planet, then there's it's just unlimited. Like yeah. we, there's never time to get to the good news. Right. And it, and it doesn't. It, it doesn't. doesn't it's, it's not, not compelling. Sticky. It's it, not compelling. It doesn't keep people watching. They're not. They're not. They don't yeah. keep their eyes glued to the set. Yeah. Parents divorce. Continue raising children as friends. Children not very affected. Like that's not that's not a headline you're gonna no. see, right? No, they're filler. They're like interest pieces. They're fluff pieces that, right. that you get in between. Oh yeah, someone survived. Like guy su- survives Mack truck to the face. News right. eleven. I find my biggest problem too with the with with the news as it is now is that it's giving people a false sense of intelligence. I feel like. Right now, like at no other point in time, have we ever had so many people uh, being given a voice who have absolutely no credibility or even reason to be talking about or debating what they're debating. (laughs) Most oftentimes when people ask my opinion about stuff, uh, and I think I I even mentioned it on on the the first time I was on... uh, I was on your podcast where sometimes when someone asks me my opinion, I'm like, well, I don't know enough to give you my opinion. I don't have one. <laughs> I don't have, I mean, I, I have nothing for it. I have no I have some ideas, <laughs> but it seems like people with everything they see in the news automatically feel like they, they've given their, they have this level of intelligence now to be able to, oh, well, I saw this article and I read the half line, the, the, the headline and maybe that first paragraph. So I'm now super well versed in right. gender studies. <laughs> so let's have a debate now. Yeah, it's it's almost like, well, I think the internet has done this. I think technology has done this, TV. Um, there's some weird misconception that you're supposed to have an opinion. 
right. at all times about everything. Or that your opinion is valuable. Yeah. And that there's some sort of weird celebra- celebration as well of of overthrowing conversations that you would not be welcome to unless you had a certain level of education or, mm-hmm. or, or background. Like there's almost like a like a payoff, like almost like an org- orgasmic fucking pleasure of like being able to like meh go in there, knock over everyone's drink, and I'm like, I'm a YouTuber and I'm gonna talk about gender, and you're like, <laughs> okay, well you get you could get to do that certainly, but this guy here, he's uh, he's a doctor, <laughs> but even <laughs> he went to school. <laughs> even then, and 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 it's and it uh, an interesting point just because you mentioned gender and you mentioned doctor, yeah. Um, I don't remember his name, but there was a doctor of psychology in Toronto and some, um, I don't remember exactly what happened, something about... Peterson? Peterson? Yeah. Yeah. About gender identity and and having to call someone by a certain pronoun. Pronouns, yeah. Right. Now, it's a huge, complicated matter. And it involves um, gender science, which is one thing. It involves the sexes. The sexes and gender are two completely different things, scientifically speaking. Mm-hmm. You have a professor of psychology who has no background in either of those, uh, speaking up about something that's really about forcing speech on people, which no one actually talked about, and having this debate in which a bunch of people, again, are debating something that they have absolutely no business debating because they have no idea what they're talking about. Right. And even myself, I don't know enough. I know I can scratch the surface scientifically and I know that it's a big subject. But when you when you see it through the eyes of people who just really don't know enough, Which it is just almost turns everybody. into a huge mess. Even when you take a very educated person, like Richard and I would probably have a bit of a different reading of that situation that you're describing. Um, Richard, I think... I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I certainly don't think you see Peterson as the, as kind of the tool in that equation, right? You see more as the guy trying to say something reasonable, and you see the institution as being kind of a like a circus, and and uh, not g- giving him the chance to express what he wants to say and kind of beating down on. I him see like him that. as like the canary in the coal mine sort of thing. Like I think he's he's studied a lot of this stuff and a lot of uh, Marxism and communism and stuff, and he recognizes the, the 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 traits of a society that's starting to go into, into social that. engineering and that's the thing yeah. i think that the 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 important issue in that entire debate was completely missed and that is potentially uh forcing speech onto someone right. which is exactly very very they're, different very, very because yeah. scientifically speaking yeah gender has always been complicated Mm-hmm. Um, there are, you know, from a, from a, you know, right down to like little microbes and ooze level, gender is super complicated and, and the sexes are super complicated as well because it's just a means of reproduction. And there's more than just penis, vagina, sex in nature that is reproduction. Mm-hmm. And those things combined make things tricky. For the record, and, uh, that's the, my favorite one. Yes, yeah, 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 it is Sorry, a pretty good one. Um, but um, <laughs> <Touche pipi. laughs> it's it's so much more complex than that. Yeah, and even inside of gender, I mean, we, even with uh, at certain levels, there there's all what we understand, and that's the thing. Science will always push us into places which are difficult to understand, and which will we come need with time. research. Yeah, exactly. And, and speech is one of those things that does change with time and it will continue to evolve. 
sometimes it takes longer sometimes it happens really quickly yeah so yeah there's a it is going to be complex as we understand gender and the sexes more and assigning and understanding that maybe he and she is a really dumbed down version and maybe eventually these things will change but they will it will happen and it doesn't need to be forced and yeah. that's the thing when you get into a place where you're not compelling speech now it's now you're not you're you're not talking about the right things anymore you're not advancing anything scientifically right. or socially yeah. you're 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 just trying to force things too quickly too fast and anytime you try to force things you get backlash yeah and you know i, I think that you know there's one side of the debate that tries to make this about uh, having compassion and you know i don't think it's really about compassion you know i think for the most part most people are compassionate enough to you know that if somebody feels as though they're in this other category then you know we need to at least go to some lengths to try to uh, accommodate that it's just you know is legislating this compelled speech is that the right way no, of going about it Pro absolutely probably not, not absolutely you know? not and but, i find that that's the that was completely missed, and I think it's right. a as usual. The real issue goes out the window. The, the elephant yeah. in the room was completely ignored. And it's not—it's not, in my opinion, at least, it's—it's it's not an, an attempt to to be uh, insensitive, right? Like I, I think for the most part, most people are pretty sensitive to mm -hmm. it. It's just—it's going to take some time for us to figure out. And you know, usually the way that language works is that it sort of evolves over time, right? It's not legislated into being overnight. Exactly. Right. I think a big problem is that we used to just outsource this to a group of thinkers before. We used to wait for the sages, whatever they are, uh, you know, at that point, <coughs> to go and sort of ruminate and, and, and deliberate on the subject and then come back to us with an answer, and then we would go yay or nay, right? Yeah. But they'd get to do all the debating. It, this would happen in the universities. It happened at the high levels, the politicians, et cetera. Whether they were <laughs> qualified to do so is another question, but that's how we, we used to take it to the village elders. But now everybody thinks that they have a seat at that conversation. And mm. I, I don't necessarily think people should shut up because they don't know. But that opinion should have a rating, right? Right. I, and, I, and I, at a, at a certain, uh, and, and now it's getting into semantics, but I don't think, any, every, I don't think everyone is entitled to an opinion. I think everyone is allowed to discuss things, um, but no, you're, you don't know. Why, why would you be entitled to an opinion on something you have no idea about? I say go for it, but I don't. You I, should I mean, get a rating, like you know, like. Well, that's the thing; it's a zero rating. I yeah, mean, like put a, a rating bunch on of zero. But that, that satisfies both both parties, right? The opinion giver feels like the, we will still listen to what you have to say. Yeah. Because on the off chance that you might be some, a quick study or an autodidact or whatever, and you might a self-taught genius, and you might have an innocent point of view that might blow a hole in all of the complex, high-level thinking, here, let, let, okay, chances are it's going to be a lot of nothing, in which case is why you have professors and intellectuals have that have these university debates. That's the whole point, Right. is to get the average even person. That, even there, you've got to have the right people talking about the right things. And right. that, yeah. yeah, I think everyone should have an opinion. I don't think that everyone should necessarily have, get like the same amount. You can of try and form time. one, sure. I well, mean, you we can were talking. You to... should have the right to refuse to answer a question, definitely. Sure. And I think Peterson's maybe a victim of having had to justify and to sit through a lot of 
nonsense. Right. But like he's qualified to, to have an opinion and he's qualified. He, I mean, sure. You know, if, uh, but we not, talking, unfortunately not the way I don't think it, I, I think it, the, the way the debate was formulated made it so that he was talking about things that he wasn't qualified to talk about. Are you talking about the, the quote unquote debate that happened at UFT? Yeah. That wasn't really a debate. No, no, it no. was a, no, no. That's what I'm saying. It yeah. was, it was, it was a bunch of people debating something that they had no qualification to actually debate. Yeah, but if they, they were talking, if he had, if he had sat down and had a debate about again the 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 um, the trying to force speech legally onto people, that's something I think that he could very comfortably had sat at that table and discussed and debated. Um. The way it was set, the way everything played out and turning into whether someone has the right to be called by the pronoun they want and it just got it Oh, wait, all. are you talking about like the TV thing? Or are you talking about the one that happened at UFT where like he was he was at one, one podium, there was two other yes. ladies too? Yeah, his... yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I okay. feel like it just sort of, yeah. Well, again, I think you had a different view, view of what happened that day, right? Yeah, I mean, it just, it was sort of a, wasn't really a debate at all. It was, he kind of got ganged up on. And, and he exactly. was talking, he was talking about one thing and the other people who were, who were there were talking about other, other topics. And like, uh, yeah, there's, there were definitely some problems with, with that, with that debate. I mean, there, there was a lawyer who was saying a bunch of stuff about the law that I don't think was true, just, you know, yeah. intentionally being dismissive of what he was saying. And then there was, um, I don't remember her name, sorry, uh, their name? I don't remember their name, from Vancouver. Was it a their yeah. person? Yeah, like a, a they. Uh, and they mentioned like the David Suzuki uh, debate and referenced that one, where it was like the debate, and it had nothing to do with anything, right? Like it was this, that was this scientist guy who, who had had um, he looked into like the a very controversial type of, of uh, research, which is like differences between races, where he'd like measure the craniums oh, and shit. like all that eugenics kind of bullshit. Ew, that's dangerous territory, right? Even if you're innocently trying to get answers, you're like you're asking for a hurt. Yeah, yeah. So she, uh, sorry, they. Uh, they um, referenced, like, they quoted Suzuki at that day. And what Suzuki had said, and I'm going to butcher the quote, but it was something to the effect that, you know, we should not be giving this person, a, like, a, 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 like, a podium, like a, um, Any sort a platform of voice. to talk about this. Meaning sort of Jordan thing. Peterson shouldn't have a voice? Well, well, that that's, yeah, that's the implication that, okay. that she... They made the uh, they equated uh, this this person who was into the eugenic stuff with Jordan Peterson like like he was some kind of a monster right for debating debating the the, the gender stuff for questioning I mean, anything they had to say right because and, that's kind of their approach is like if you ever even if you have anything to question their way of life that falls in the category of abuse yeah that falls in the category of oppression that falls in the category of hate speech. And they said as much that, like, essentially making the case that he'd be like fired. Yeah, just for, <laughs> for asking questions for and having a problem. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. And that Suzuki thing was super. <laughs> <laughs> Sound check. 
Don't worry, I'll cut this out. That Suzuki thing. It's your fault, that, Richard. You got her that pressure cooker. <laughs> Go on. I did not. Um, that Suzuki thing was actually a, a really problematic. A really problematic quote. Okay. Because the 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 point that he's making is that bad ideas shouldn't be given a platform. He's saying. Right. Right. So that. But and that's it. And that makes totally sense if you're talking about science, where you want to, where you want to, where you want to sort of work your ideas, and you know you want to ignore the bad ideas and work on the good ideas, and you don't right. want to give those bad ideas a platform. Maybe you'll come back to them later on because you think, oh, maybe that wasn't a bad idea, but you don't want bad ideas. You just want good ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, bad ideas if they do come out. They need to be debated and discredited in, in a public forum. And that's how right. they lose power, right? Like if they... You can't say anything. Yeah. This so is kind of my was, objection. It was theory. a very anti, it was like anti, uh, anti-intellectual yeah. uh, argument that Suzuki made. And usually I, I, you know, I, I'm a fan of Suzuki, but, you know, in that particular case, it was uh, particularly egregious and anti-intellectual uh, position that he took and... I don't think it's coincidental that uh, that they would uh, take that same Piggy position. Piggyback on that, right? And I think it, this, and, this and you know, on top of that being that it was just as a comparison, just completely unfair. Right. It's yeah. This you is know. what I was going to sort of say is that this is the other problem is you were talking about sort of uh, this bullshit scholar bullshit scholars, mm-hmm. right? The everybody fancying themselves knowers and being versed in, uh, uh, you know, being balls deep into this and that. The quotes are, I mean, I remember being in in university and bullshitting my way through certain essays where I was getting quotes and I was citing certain authors about certain topics where I knew for a fact they were not talking about what what point or thesis I was trying to support, but the wording was right. Uh, and there's nothing people love more than an out-of-context quote that, that sort of uh, serves their purposes, you know, hmm. that confirms their worldviews. And uh, as long as it has, like, a cool name attached behind it, like an Einstein mm-hmm. and, a, you know, Faulkner, one of those big, like, you know, names, people love to quote each other. Hmm. But they don't understand how fucking meaningless it is. And how context matters. Context matters tremendously. In fact, that's why bibliographies originally were you're supposed to really, 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 really cite your source fully and even provide like a bibliography, like a commentary on but why even, this quote is even, there. Even citing sources, I um, <clears throat> with uh, um, the Pitbull debates that were happening. The what? The Pitbull debates. The Pitbulls, Montreal. yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a, um, a specific uh, website um, that is known to be anti-pitbull. Um, and I'm not going to mention the URL because they don't deserve any type of airtime or, right. or, or, or views or anything like that. And one of, one of, the, um, one of their sources is an animal behavior book. And, um, and it's a section of the book that talks about statistics of animal bites and whatnot and so on. 
And they, it's in the bibliography of a quote. And now if you look it up, you will see the numbers that they're talking about. They do, however, leave out, they talk percentages when they're quoting. And yeah, there are percentages in the book. But when you look at it, it's percentages of 20 dog bites. Hmm. 20 fatal dog bites that happened in a certain space of time. Not a percentage of every bite everywhere. And so, They're dealing in percentages, but of a very small sample. Right. So there, it's you take the quote, you quote it as is, the part that you want to quote. You leave the rest out so that you avoid any context. You put it in the bibliography. No one's going to... No one's going to read that and go, oh, a book? Oh, I'm not going to go look. This must be right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, recently I watched a video that someone sent me about uh, the whole the, the transgender thing. Mm-hmm. And what a big what a big debacle that has become in, in the news and what a big debate, gen, you know, sort of topic it's become. Mm-hmm. And I watched like a very sort of striking response to it, a very hardline response. I don't know how much of it I actually agree with, but certainly the thesis of it seemed to be interesting. And that was like, none of us actually know the science behind this stuff. We're either, we're just choosing camps. Right. Like I said. just going like, I I don't buy this transgender thing. It doesn't exist. Or, uh, uh, you know what? I know someone who's transgender or no freedom and i like this idea of different people i'm going to support it therefore if you're against it you're a monster long let go trans people right so it seems like this is kind of like as far as people think of most things before they jump on board right getting into getting into the actual science of things is complicated and it's shocking and it takes time and that's why i said yeah gender, science shuts gender the door si- sometimes. gender science is complicated right really complex. All science is complicated. All science is complex. It's all and based on research. Exactly, and you can't just... And research you, takes minimum, what, 20 years? You can't your way out of it. Exactly. It's not 20... 15, 20 years is minimum before you get any sort of reliable numbers on anything. Right? We can talk till we're blue in the face about this and that. And just like in... in and, and, and when you were saying before having the... I think that, yes, you, you can form an opinion, but much like in those debate classes you did in high school, when you're given a topic and someone else is given the same topic and you're going to counter-argue the same thing, you then have to go and read a book about the thing you'll talk about. You just became really Italian. Yeah, sorry. You, but you have to, you have to, you've got to actually <clears throat> go and learn something. You can't just debate something you read an article about. Right. And we used to do that, and we now, again... Because the news, I feel, empowers people to think that they know so much. As long much. as they feel, right. they feel, feelings are, are enti- give you a spot now. But I feel this way, and I believe this, and mm-hmm. therefore I'm a special, I have, I have agency because I feel this. You're like, okay. Yeah, well, that's another thing that the news does. It gives you the, gives you the right to have an, have an opinion. You have like a reference to go back for that opinion. Gives you the illusion that you understand the world. Right. You know, that you're a polymath, that you're a renaissance man, that you know, yeah, you you know fitness and you know this and you know that. It's a bit of the same thing like a religion's pull. Very much. Right. It's like if you understand if or at least feel that you understand the world, then it becomes a less scary place. And it's often set up and it's set up in such a way, too, that you're you really feel like they're giving you something real. You're watching a news report and there's a 
There's four pictures of people (laughs) and with the heads in in their squares. And you assume that these are all people that are knowledgeable in whatever is being talked about. That's not necessarily the case. How many times have you Googled a single person in one of those squares? Right. You find out that's what they do for a living is live in those squares. Right. We had my brother Mark on uh, last week and he's a journalist and he was talking about exactly the same thing. Is that oftentimes like the on the news they they have this compulsion to to show two sides of the same thing right so you have this scientist uh talking about you know how the the uh, the sun is the center of of uh of the solar system and that we you know that the earth is round right. and they need to have this like you need to get a flat crazy, earther on there yeah flat Quack. earther yeah. who yeah, gets the, the same amount side. of time yeah. to talk about nonsense right right like ooga booga Kind of. Yeah, I believe that, and they always they, they always have the white-eyed guy, right. right? A woman who's like, I think you'll see that in a you know the CIA has been hiding this information <laughs> for far too long. <laughs> we need to know about the chemtrails, lizard people, <laughs> and they, yeah, but it's it's no longer where it's supposed to be. I think that's the problem. Is mm-hmm. it's it's not that there should be a body uh, or, or organization like going like no no back where you came from, but. There used to be a common understanding, a common sort of idea, I think, that if not the right person was in charge, someone with a little bit of credibility, or you could not even get into that position unless you had a little bit of, like, you didn't used to listen to a fucking thing you said until you were 40, something Mm -hmm. like 30 years ago, 30, 40 years ago, less than half a century ago. If you were under 40, people were like, that's nice. Yeah. That's really, that's great. It's great to have you over. I love you. I love to talk to you. You're smart. You're going to be great in One about day. 10 years, yeah. 10, 15. You're going to be awesome. <laughs> and that's when the conversation started. But again, I keep coming back to this notion that I feel like we're suffering the the elite. We're suffering the backlash of, of elite, the crushing uh, sort of elitism of the past where it was the other side of the spectrum, where no one was allowed to say a fucking thing unless they were this, that, the other thing. Your title was everything, your, who you knew, your connections, your, your family history, your skin color, etc. And then we, we were so pissed at that system of control that now it's like a free-for-all. Because like, obviously humans can never stop halfway where we can now just start to give merit and 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 listen to people regardless of where they come from now it's like no no everybody democracy of opinions yeah everybody's got the a right to their opinion and i'm a cat and you have to listen to it i'm a i'm a cat yeah for the next 10 minutes after which i will become a dragon and i'm not even exaggerating there are dragon people that's Mm -hmm. a thing dragon worm worms i think they're called yeah worm people worm people um, so and what the shit are you talking about? Elf, uh, uh, people who identify as other than human. Other than human, yeah. Because there's transgender. There's also trans like species. Yeah, of course. So there's Come like on. elf kin. This is like a Black Mirror episode. It's taking this Isn't to the natural it? conclusion. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. That'll be on the, like the next it? season of yeah. Black Mirror. No, there are there are dragon people. Dragon no, kind. This is a real thing. Cat people. Huh. It, uh, think about it. It's not a huge stretch. And once um, you open that door, it's kind of... Well, because now well, anything goes. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Be careful there because... Just um, yeah, because that, that that's that's very similar. When you start saying that 
transgender, the next step is I'm a fucking elf. Yeah. That's like <laughs> saying that if you're a homosexual, well, then you're going to be fucking dogs next week. Right. That was the old argument to say that that's what homosexuality led to is going to do. Exactly. Yeah, it's a gateway drug. I yeah, thought it was yeah. a gateway drug to, uh, to, to child molestation. Well, I mean, whatever yeah. it is, it's not. I mean, it's, yeah. Hmm. No, but there, the fact is, is that we are accepting a lot of this new stuff fairly fast without actually seeing any any paperwork. And, <laughs> and as soon as like some, something happens, you know, like, a, like I feel like a bit of like the transgender is starting, to, like is starting to get awareness and, you know, people are thinking about it, they're debating about it and stuff. And then you get the same thing as like when you're at a protest or something, all the crazies jump on the bandwagon and be like, I'm an elf. I'm like, no, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, it's not, not about, about this that. is not about no, no, accepting no, no, no. or yeah, not yeah, accepting yeah, yeah. differences. <laughs> that's not even, we're not even getting to have that conversation. It's just like, oh, uh, here's the update for this week, guys. Uh, people can now be geometric shapes and also uh, colors and feelings. So I will need you guys to start referring to me as anger from now on. Uh, that's complacency. Like, you know, we're just, I'm giving you ridiculous examples here, but it's literally like someone, every week, somebody's feeling a new list of supposedly deeply felt. Uh, ancient conditions that we haven't been recognizing as a species they've always been out there the 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 cubes the cubes have been out there for the longest time we just haven't been acknowledging them and and we're just supposed to accept it no doesn't matter if there's science behind it no science we don't even get to study it if you want to study it you're 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 a nazi you're a fucking you're 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 a monster that accepts that wants to Throw babies into the fire. Maybe you're we like, can get a qualified phrenologist in here to measure the of these people that have these <laughs> opinions to decide which ones are valid. No, but I mean, are. like, do, do we get a minute, I think, is the idea. Do we get a minute as a society to go like, okay, well, um, let me try not to judge this geometric shape thing. Uh, it certainly sounds crazy to me right now because this is kind of very out of left field. I'll tell you what, though. We're a, a humane society. We're compassionate. Let's take this to our 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 our, our organics, right? Let's take this to our biological, uh, you know, people and have them do some research. Well, you continue living your life as a cube if you'd like. However, we're not quite ready to write this into law yet. If, if that's, that's okay with you, give us a little. And that's so. And again, we're coming back to the same problem, especially for news, is that if if cube man. Yeah. Is, is is there. Well, then News's job is to say, hmm, Cube Man, huh? Let me talk to someone maybe a little more specialized who understands the physical properties How dare of you? being. And, how and, dare and you? To, so what, is there anything to this but I'm cube, a cube dude? You don't, you don't, you don't, how dare you judge me that way? You're invalidating <laughs> his lived experience. Yeah, you're invalidating my geometric experience. <laughs> you're a cruel bastard, right? And look, look, even now, I know that I'm half kidding and half serious. And I know that somebody comes in on this conversation during my little bit here and they think I'm some sort of like relic at best, at mm. worst, I'm I'm some sort of person ready. Once again, I'm a Nazi. I'm some You're sort Hitler. of. Yeah. I'm an animal. I don't care about people, and I want them to burn. You know, it's not true. It's not true. But it's if we changed Cube Man, right? Which is this episode's title for 100% sure. If we change Cube Man, imagine instead of people coming out with with new iterations of gender or existence identity. Imagine this was uh, a pharmaceutical company 
just coming out with like new pills and going like, take this, trust us. You have this condition you've never heard about. You should take this. You're like, yeah, what, do you have some paperwork? And no, no, no. Listen, believe us. We've been in this business for 150 years. You have this condition that you don't know you have. Take this pill. Right. That carries more weight than a random person just telling you they're a cube. But even there, you'd be like, okay, despite your 150 years of R&D and kind of being all about pharmaceuticals, I'm not going to take this pill because I don't believe you. <laughs> because I need more evidence. I need to hear from people who aren't. So Okay, so who have and, nothing and to now gain we, from just, this. we just got into something interesting. Yeah. And that is... Um, Fair enough. Um, a lot of what you're saying yes. is 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 a lot of an anti-vaxxer argument. Anti-vaxxer? Yeah. No, no, no. You're yeah, you're, yeah. you're mis no, mis no, misinterpreting no. my words. I know, but I'm, I'm yeah, purposefully because vaccines are are about are known diseases, <laughs> but they're for known diseases. But at we've the seen same what time, happens when there's no at vaccine. At the same time, it's 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 people questioning. Okay, and I'm, the only reason I'm jumping on it is because yeah. you said you might have 150 years of research behind this, so that's the th and that's more the, the the part that I was jumping on okay. is to say that you, we, yeah, you can't invalidate everything no, exactly. just because you don't feel. But that's what I'm saying. We're on the same level here. Yeah. We're saying the same thing. What I'm saying is, even if someone that came to you with with uh, all of the knowledge and all mm -hmm. of the backing, you'd still be like, get your hand away from my mouth. I need a second here. What is this? Right. Um, now it's just some random person on the street or some, a bunch of people in front of some building yelling and they're like, you know, cube man, cube man, right? You're like, okay, I don't, okay. But if I don't call you a cube man, then I've, I've committed a crime. No, no, I'm not. That's not, that doesn't make sense. You being able to live as a cube, hey. Go for it, man. Right, but I, but again, and, you want to keep my doors open. I'm sorry, <laughs> just being silly. Man. Go on. I was just going to say that the, um, um, the you know the idea of being uh, um, transgendered or what have you is not new. It's 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 super. Yeah, it's it's older old than it's sure. older than the three of us combined. It's just that now it's becoming. It's now bubbling to that point where it's now coming into our social conversation. It's been yeah. in the scientific conversation for hundreds of years that they've been looking at how, the, again, we gender and these. sex works among the different races on this planet. But now it's coming to a point where we're socially having to deal with it. And that's and, and so this is the, this is the, this is the the the, the tipping point I, th I don't know if i'm using Maybe. that right hmm. um that's right um it, where the precipice <laughs> sure where it's now it's it's now ready to become part of our social conversation and so now it's now it's harder the science part is is more easy it's easy for all of us because we didn't have to do it some 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 student or some professor sat in a room reading and writing lots of things and studying for a very long time and dying and someone else picked up their work and continued it and we had nothing to do with any of that and we didn't have to hear it because they were locked in away in some boring classroom somewhere or right. some boring office somewhere but now that all of that is done now it's coming to the surface to right. the next level socially. And I think 
I guess I guess I think the cube a, man needs to go through those. Yeah, all that research first to there figure out if if cube bed. And is I don't mean else. I don't mean to say that like if you want to be uh, you know if you want to be a, a bicycle wheel, go be a bicycle wheel, right? I don't sounds painful, but like I don't think anyone's stopping you from doing that, right? It's the it's where it's difficult to first of all validate someone who's really about this versus someone who it seems to be like there's a lot more people yapping about these things than there are people who are actually experiencing it right like everybody if you listen to the news and you look at what's going on it seems like one person's on five is gender fluid or gender neutral this is like a microscopic right again so we're talking microscope touched on it before and that's just media making everything available to everyone all the time Mm. and making Mm. everything look like it's it's the biggest thing going on right now yeah like it's cube if this is the next 2017 cube people let's talk about the geometric right (laughs) and they make it seem like just like they do with shootings it seems like police and and black guys have are having like a night like a cowboy it's the, it's frontier the, town shootout in the u.s like every day yeah uh it's uh, like the next level of straw man it's like a boogeyman yeah where it's just it's no, it's no longer it's no longer taking part of someone's argument and turning it and, and misinterpreting it as something larger right. it's now putting throwing something up there into someone's argument that has nothing to do with it, but that allows you to circumvent it completely. Right. And just put focus on something new. Okay, you're on a date. What's the first thing you do? Ask her to mate with me. No. Tell her she's special. But she's not. She's merely the female with the largest clutch of eggs. Well, tell her that. And then? Then mating. No. Make up some feelings and tell her you have them. Yes? Is desire to mate a feeling? Ugh, you're not even trying. It's all so complicated with the flowers and the romance and the lies upon lies. Like my 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 favorite one is um is um I don't I, is political correctness. I don't think it exists. Political correctness? I don't I personally I don't think it exists. I think it's 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 you it's often used by the and especially lately it gets thrown up as an excuse to say oh instead of well I'm not allowed to be an asshole. Oh, well, you're just being politically correct. I don't think there is political correctness. I think if if there really was such a thing, there would be tons of comedians who would not be making millions of dollars. Right. I think that it's it's but it's kind I of I think it's a it's it's not I think it's an easy boogeyman to throw up there to not have to talk about being a dickhead. Right, not acknowledging anything that you're really that you really right because no one really wants to and it's no one signaling. no one really wants to offend someone else it's not nice it doesn't feel unless you good. do and you should have that goddamn right but i i mean it knowing doesn't that f- you'll suffer the consequences right. right but i mean it doesn't feel good to 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 hurt someone i mean everyone feels I disagree. that it's like it's, it's not it's not a happy <laughs> it's not i mean it's not it, no one likes not on it, a, right? not on a, not on a, an average day i don't mean pushing the, i don't mean i don't mean pushing someone to People need to move out of their comfort zone. Yeah, that's one thing. But if you're going around all day, every day, going like you with the big head, you get a big head. <laughs> you, you're short. Like you have a mental problem. The, right? the, if you the, the phrenology thing before was <laughs> not. Can't stop. I wasn't. I wasn't talking about anyone. <laughs> but if if you're going around like like treating people like shit all day, you are an awful person, and eventually right. you'll be dealt with. Right. 
if by no other means that you'll be excluded from everything. Right. But I feel like, especially nowadays, I find that awful people just throw up that, that PC moniker up there to just virtue signal. I'd be like, "Ah, you're just being, you're just being PC. No, you're being a dickhead. Yeah. We, as as much as words are, end up being um, useful for our communication. A lot of the times they just end up getting overused or like they end up being like a sort of marketing spin mumbo right. jumbo you know like conspiracy theorist and oh yeah. you're a pc or you're uh sjw or you're an mra or you're this or you're that just name calling essentially what's right. mra men's rights activist oh right fuck those guys yeah yeah wait do we like them no no, no okay oh no we don't we know yeah, we definitely right. don't like uh i'm undecided i'm yeah. undecided well the I mean, problem is is that all of them all of the ones that are the a lot of, all of them start with some kind of sense, right? Like you can't just unless some you're go Donald too far. Unless you're Donald Trump, you can't really come with just not like nonsense. You you need to have something that people can chew on. Right. And then once you're on board, then they feed you a little bit more. And that's when you find out if you're an individual or not. Because if you're an individual, you'll be like, "Man, I've loved 5 out of 6 talks that this person gave." I kind of think they're brilliant and amazing. This is the sixth one. I have some problems. I still like this person very much, but I have some issues. Right. I think that's the healthy individual outlook on something. Right? Where at the end of the day, you don't embrace anything fully. With Like you don't get on board with anything fully. Because it's mm-hmm. not possible. It's just another human talking to you. Right. Yeah, I'm not really in, in any camp. Yeah, it's not. But I'll take... I'll listen to what everybody has to say, and then I'll take the things that I kind of agree with out of them. I feel like it's very natural to be in camps. It's yeah. very evolutionary. It's very... Oh, we love being on teams, yeah. I feel like it's genetically we're predisposed for it, yeah. but it is... Well, I mean, it just makes... Completely it, irrational. It makes life easier. But it's irrational, and it's at odds with the fact that we're able to think rationally. It's almost like a weird curse where... We have the capability of entertaining sense and 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 uh, compromise, yet we are built to pursue none of those things. I we're think, a social animal. We create camps. We village right. is the same thing, like with the bird behavior right. that we were talking about. But, but rational but, thought dictates that no camp. You should be no camps. Well, camps don't make sense. They, camps cut you off from knowledge. But it's some. I think everyone. Um, I certainly know my my parents always sort of wanted me to be in a team because they're like, they don't, I don't think any parent wants to see the Italy, Italy, just, just, just any team, <laughs> not, 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 not team Italy, uh, but just any team. They don't know. I don't think any parent wants to see their kids struggle or push against or be a loner or, or, or right. Not necessarily a loner, but just someone that, that doesn't, doesn't want to, yeah. that doesn't want to be part of any team wants to, push things wants to move things and that absolutely that is that it, when you when you choose to do that you are you are choosing the hard road uh but that's okay yeah and there's but i i also would add to that that we sh- shouldn't be like too quick to uh like there's a tendency to be to feel like there's a nobility to that like i walk the hard road and therefore, I'm well, an advanced the, human, right? I I mean, to a, certainly, I I prefer talking to someone who kind of walks 
and makes their own opinions up as much as possible versus somebody who's like within five minutes you're like oh, okay you're part of these three tribes and you really want to get into this fourth one you ask them their opinion you're like oh they're like one second let me check with the the collective yeah. or, or they have their they're they're like uh like trump surrogates they have their like sound bites ready mm. and you know you've heard it somewhere before you're like oh you just read the celestine yeah. prophecy okay like you're not you're moving not on to a real person. oh you read ishmael oh, okay great all mm, right yeah. oh you read hey, ishmael was a great book ishmael was <laughs> was was a piece of shit and it's the first time i, I ever that realized that i was an individual i think uh is where everybody in university was all over that book and he couldn't shut up about it you know Ishmael uh, uh, my memories of it please correct me if I'm misremembering this but it's about a gorilla that talks right it's a talking gorilla it's, that's that's the that's the the abbreviated calls right. it's version. a thinly yeah. veiled <laughs> metaphor for nature or God or whatever you want to call it telling us that at the seminal point of, we went the wrong way as a species that instead of coming closer to an equilibrium we shut ourselves off and distanced ourselves from that which begat us and therein lie the cancers that are killing us and the follies. And in itself, that's not a bad argument. That's certainly true. But it's delivered in this pretentious, strokey, strokey way. That's so... It's, you could, it sounds very Celestine It sounds so, so satisfying, so solemn and like, oh, I really did it this time. Like mm. padding, self-padding, you know, like the yeah. author, like, oh, I did it. Uh, maybe that's just the way I read it because nobody would shut the fuck up about it in university. It's like I, the secret. I think I never read the secret. <laughs> <laughs> I but, think um, that a lot of I think that a lot of books happen um, um, happen to people in different ways at different times in their lives. I certainly think that there's there are optimal times to read certain books right. in your life. Like the Da Vinci Code, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hasn't aged well, guys. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Yeah, I just think yeah, there's some <laughs> there there's some books you you reread and you you like certainly Huckleberry Finn is like yeah. you read in your in your teenage years. I never read it, right? So it's or it was kind a of, book it's, you were supposed to read. Yeah, but it's kind of weird. Like, yeah, I'm not read gonna it go in back high school. Read it now, catching you know? a rye. Although but, that's a good fucking book. Hmm. Yeah, but I think that. Um, I think that uh, I think that let's, if we go back to Ishmael, I think that a, that's a, a young person is that's a good time to read. Okay, that. like it's impressive if you're. It's it's because I mean everything you you sort of um, I think when you're when I mean just when you're younger you're just you're just filling your head with new ideas and you're you're building and you're building on your on your brain and your thoughts and. And so when you absorb things, you sort of become that thing for the five or ten minutes. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. that's the, that's the, the the formation of your yeah. of self. I get yeah. it. Yeah. So I don't resent. Like I said, I don't resent. I didn't resent what the book was saying. It actually had some profound ideas, but it was like writing the the formula for turning lead into gold on someone's ass, <laughs> and I have to look at their ass for hours <laughs> in order to be able to do. I'd be like, uh, you know what? I'll stay poor. I'm good with not knowing how to turn. If I'm going to have to look at your bum for the next two hours, uh, you know, depending on the bum. But the point is, you know, it's it's the it's the the method of delivery rather than what the message was. And I guess it also made me sick to see how everybody was like uh, on their backs about it. So maybe I read it in a bit of a sarcastic 
So we're like, yeah, fuck you. Like maybe I was reading it kind of like with that attitude. Maybe you're just railing against the team. You didn't want to be one of them. Maybe that's what yeah. it was. Maybe that I was joining my own team by by railing against the team. Yeah, it's it's very it's very there's the fallacies exist in every single. Yeah. So I think don't that's, tell me what to do, gorilla. <laughs> fuck you. You don't know me. <laughs> I think that's why. And people like me, people, I don't even say people like me, but I think someone with my men- mentality ends up frustrating a lot of people that are joiners. And at the same time, it sucks. I'd love to be able to just get on board sometimes and be like, hey, it's my people. Like you and I love fucking metal. Like we fucking love it. Yeah. Right? Not actually having sex with, with steel. Uh, we love metal. All metals. <laughs> Aluminum. Aluminum. Uh, mm, copper. Copper. Mm. Copper is pretty good. A little salty. Uh, <laughs> uh, iron. Iron is pretty good. No, but we love metal. We've That's kind of, I mean, we've go back ways, but he's literally the only friend I have, literally the only friend I have with whom I can go see shows. Um, I love metal. Don't forget we, Nick. Well, Nick is... You know, of course, a valued member of this association. But we go back. The fact is, though, I don't think you could catch either of us. We couldn't stand either of us, the metal scene, for very long. Like, I don't think I could hang out with metal dudes. Right. Even though they seem like a fun bunch. Like, never have I seen a group where I was like, yeah, I can grow my hair out and get a bunch of tattoos. I watch the UFC. I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you look at a group and you're like, shit, man. But I couldn't. After a while, I'd just be like... So we're 45. Should we maybe cut our hair off? You know, what's left of it? I don't know. What do you guys think? These t-shirts, the, the, these skinny jeans. We're kind of fat I think, dudes. I like, think Devin Townsend should have kept the skullet. That's, he, that's, that that's is my a good opinion. Point. Yeah, yes. I, I've, you've made that point before and yeah. I agreed with it. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is it, there's certainly, I can 100% understand the, the comfort of it. But just like I don't value that way of life, I don't, I try not to take any kind of fake... I don't try to. I try not to pat myself on the back for not being a, a joiner either, right? Because you can right. get into that mentality of like, well, you know, I'm just a, I'm a free spirit. You know, you can't. I'm an island. I'm an island. You can't peg me. Right, because you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't label me. You, you can't. And you. You and definitely and can't peg and me. And <laughs> <laughs> I won't let you. <laughs> I don't care. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What were you gonna say, Steve? No, I was, no, I was just gonna say that sometimes you have to you have to get behind you have to get behind the group. <laughs> <laughs> Why has this conversation turned so <laughs> anal? I know. Gotta get behind them. And yes, and give them a good bang. Uh, sorry, what were you seriously saying? To, to, yes, to be serious, um, the um, I don't know what the fuck it's I was gonna now. say. You said you have to no, get behind a group, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. You so, mean like to back an idea? Good idea. You exactly. Yeah, because. Because at the end of the day, it's 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 people that change things. Not uh, sometimes it's a person, but it's because a person motivates people. Yeah, everyone's like, "Fuck yeah, it's good." Let's make so as much as it. as much as a bunch of people are are can be sheep like if they're just sort of left to their devices. It's <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm a child. <laughs> Go on. Uh, yeah, you, need, you need to mobilize. You need you need right. A, a right right act right. action. Right, you have to you have to yeah. you have to band together and and to, to, I feel to, like this is about change. the dogs. You're thinking about the dogs. Actually, I was thinking of Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, just because of the I uh, saw in the news uh, today. Stupid news. Uh, some kid who was beaten up and like uh, or, like tortured oh, yeah. and uh, did you hear on, about on this video? No. Yeah. So some I don't watch the news. 
But again, to, just to preface, has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. A couple of but black they kids tried to, tortured they tried, a white kid yeah, because, live on Facebook, right. right? But because it was a couple of black kids, now all of a sudden it's a Black Lives Matter thing. Wait, no, so the black just, kids tortured the white kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But now, yes. But, but somehow this yeah. has become like the, the emblem of the right. state. Which of it race. has nothing to do with. But it was anyways. just a bunch of, what happened actually? I don't, honestly, I don't know enough from the article okay. I read. It's just that some. They, some do they know why we tor- tor- they torture them? Why? I honestly, I don't know enough. Okay. From the article, it was very, it was not a lot of information. All I read is just, the kid was mentally maybe not all there. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. One of the kids maybe went to school with them for whatever reason. They. This is like bullying live. Yeah. Basically, this was a live cast. Bu- Pretty, you know, like severe bullying. How how badly do you know how badly? Like how were, far did they go? You know, like kicking him and like cutting his hair and stuff. Okay, like that. they beat him up and they bullied yeah, yeah, him. Okay, yeah. they just did it live, right? Um, and again, they just for yeah the of course the any 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 time something hits the news and you can spin it to your advantage. So of course, oh, this is like this is a juicy steak for the for the fucking media. Of course. So the black lives, or, I don't understand or, what so the basically, angle was. Well, there, there, there was like, no angle. It's just because it was a, it was, it was some black kids beating up on some white kid. Those that wanted to spin it automatically just attached it to it being a, a part of Black Lives Matter. That somehow this oh, was like a, this was carried out by this movement, which is really is just, just bad a, journalism. Right. We're not talking about Black Lives Matter, like taking responsibility. Right. No, no. They no, just exactly. immediately jumped on that. Oh, they like okay. spun it, according to this. Uh, just manipulation. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think it's kind of an insult to one's intelligence. Another yeah. reason why I had a hard time watching that stuff. Yeah. yeah. The the other issue is the other issue I also always think about is suppose I'm a cube man. Sorry to come back to the cube <laughs> man thing, but suppose I'm a cube man, X man, whatever it is. I'm. A, I've got some sort of sitch some kind of weird package that and I say weird as in like non-conventional, not as in bad. You have a non-conventional package? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, and I need you to get behind it. <laughs> um, let's say I'm one of these, final. let's say I'm one of these supposed others, right? This person who stands out for X, Y, Z reason. Um, when did that automatically come with some sort of degree in speaking and knowing? Like, how? Why is it assumed that because I'm gay or because I'm transgender or because I'm X Y Z, micro penis? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, why does why does that suggest or su- suppose immediately that I am the most qualified person to talk about? It? When did we make that leap? Huh. Because I feel like nobody stops you there. Like, hang on, that's interesting. In fact, the ultimate non-discriminatory attitude would be like, I don't care if you sleep upside down with fucking bats. Who the fuck are you? Have you gone to school? Can we talk for 10 minutes so I can see that you can carry a conversation and you can actually like put together arguments? Or should I just accept the fact that you're a cube and that qualif- it comes with a doctorate? In, yeah, basically. And cube people. But yeah. The, the reality is that the cube man should not be on television. The only reason he's on television is because you have to feed the machine. And eventually you don't have anything meaningful to talk about anymore. So you talk to cube man. 
Yeah, I mean that's the that's the that's the driving force behind why that's being covered. But I'm saying like, you see it on Fox, you see it on CNN to be like blah 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 blah. Uh, I don't know, a gun owning, gun rights activists, people who are for guns, and then they go to some fucking like half wit. We're like, my goods. You're like, this is not the person who's going to convince me to consider this point of view. (laughs) No, but they're certainly entertaining on TV. They're fucking great to watch. But this person, apart from having guns, has no other qualifications whatsoever. And like at this point, I think this is what the guys like Peterson are railing against is the idea of like um, if you can successfully masquerade or even claim membership to one of these new factions because these are factions make no mistake hmm. then you also this comes with an immediate permit to like kick in doors at at universities and shout down professors and shout down anybody else because me like i'm a cube like okay you have a three third degree uh third grade education but i should let you yell at me because you know i'm a, i have 25 years of experience in science. I've actually worked with real cubes, like real cube people. Like they've talked to me, I've done research. But you, I'm, I need to shut up now because you, you're a cube and you need to go on for a while. And, and we need to televise it as well. Mm-hmm. And then we need to take you on a tour, land you on Ellen and uh, have you, give you a special ticket to go on American Idol too because now for some reason you could probably sing too. Like it's just like no barriers, nowhere, nothing. We can't even ask for ID. And it weirdly contrasts with the other situation, which is security. Excuse me. Where everybody needs to be checked with everything now because of terrorism, because of paranoia and fear. So it's like this weird dichotomy, this weird paradox Mm. of like, must justify everything, must justify nothing. And at the end of the day, uh, none of this is making society better, I feel. I don't know. It's almost like... um it's a form of racism. What's right? that? Like to say like, oh, uh, we're talking about um, black people today. You're black, so you're an expert. Right. Right? Like Which we've we've talked about how that's like prejudice. How offensive that is to do that. Yeah, absolutely. You're like, so we wanted to think about uh, gays, we brought in a gay. You're right. Like, what? <laughs> tell us what it's like to be gay. Like you can tell us about you're it. You're an but... expert on gayness now. Right. But... Yeah, I get this racially, right? Oh, so what is it like being an immigrant? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I know what it's like to have immigrated to this country, but but again, but I don't but have at these. the same time though. If if you're having a debate about women's reproductive rights, if the panel wasn't a bunch of old white dudes, that might be good too. Yeah, exactly. It's nuances. True. Yeah, yeah. There's nuances sure. like, there's to everything. There's between yeah. you need to do. There's you know? definite nuances, and that's I think that the key to everything. Right. All the answers <laughs> normally lie in nuances. Right. In 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 like ten ten degrees from the center, six degrees from the right, and I and think the, that and people nu- most people don't know what that is. They but don't I, see. And I think that nuances and and discussions take time, and and time doesn't play well on TV, and it's not sexy. No, and you so can't get behind that. No, no. Things are things need to happen fast. That people need to be talking fast. And so you don't have time. Every, we need to just sort of slow shit down a little yeah. bit and stand, step back and say, okay, have realistic what expectations. are we talking about? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some value 
to looking at some subjective kind of uh, lived experience stuff to say like you know what is it like to be like this person but you can also make the argument that i mean if you're having an objective rational conversation uh or debate or something that if you're emotionally invested in being part of the group that they're talking about you're actually less capable of having that discussion than somebody who would be more detached and more educated about it 100 percent agree not to mention, if you're looking to, let's say, having this conversation for the purpose of developing policy as, as to how to create a greater sense of a greater space of, of, of safety and, and acceptance for, let's say, a new group of people, then shouldn't the non-group people be having that conversation very actively, right? Like... Um, we could presuppose that from even though it's not true because you you'll talk to one gay person versus another gay person you realize actually that it's like everything else it differs greatly depending on it's different with every person right there are scenes but every person is a person and mm. no two gay people are alike really uh, they may do similar things no two straight people are alike no two brown hair people are like but if you're going to go, listen, I'm a cube. I would like you to start making room for me in the society. Or at the very least, don't make room for me. But I don't want to be, uh, I don't want a scarlet letter for being the way I am. Then wouldn't you want t- as many non-cubes to be having that conversation? As opposed to, hmm. give me space, but all of you shut up. No, and you don't I get to chime I, in because I, you're not what I am. I think that there, yeah, I think there is a level of shut up that needs to happen. I think there is a level of uh, that of of understanding that's not happening. And part of understanding is shutting up and listening. And yeah, I don't fair think, enough. And I don't think that happens enough, and that's the problem. I don't think I I do agree that um, everybody has to come together and have discussions about different things. But if it doesn't affect you, then you need to just shut up and listen for a little while. Again, like yeah, but you, you can chime in eventually. You can say something. Eventually, yeah, yeah, but it it'll have its rating, right? And again, you if you're if if I mean, and I I don't look for the opinion on a certain subject of a person who is in no way affected by or knows anything about said thing. I mean, it's it's a useless useless conversation. Well, that's not where for you. Have. I I don't think it's useless. I just don't think it it, it would have the. It's not where you want to obviously ideally be but i think just like we make the mistake of thinking that if someone is of that of that group they will immediately have secret knowledge it's just as much of a mistake there's no, to there's think no that secret, there's the no people with outside well, of the group well, have none right well there is a certain right, secret of course, knowledge somewhere of, between there is a certain Nuances. secret knowledge of of simply being someone that is simply different than you has a different set of knowledge that you cannot have that you True. just have to listen but to but do they have the ability to actually to, to are they aware of it can they speak about it are they do they know how to synthesize any of it maybe what, what i'm saying is maybe exactly so i think we dismiss nobody's opinions we dismiss nobody but we don't give them the same amount of weight right you don't i don't think you tell that guy shut up you tell him all right like well i'll listen to you but you'll please excuse me if I'm not like setting everything on fire based on your opinion. Right. Um, but I will hear you out, you know, unless the guy clearly or the girl or whoever is coming at you is clearly coming at you with an agenda. Uh, at that point, <laughs> I was watching a thing with Christopher Hitchens um, 
where he was taking questions, and he was always big on that. As much as he loved to hear himself talk, he would try to get through his points as quickly as possible to give the audience as much time to talk. And a guy like Hitchens could very easily not want to fucking hear what anyone has to say because sm- he was born smart, right? And at some point, he takes a question from the first person, the second person. They were kind of naive, undeveloped, not on the level questions, but he wasn't an asshole about it. He was just sort of like, mm-hmm, okay, I see what you're saying. I disagree. Uh, here, here are four reasons why. And then came to this one dude with the ponytail and, and who immediately started on this like super like, well, the bush, da, 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 like four words out of his mouth. And you knew he was some sort of conspiracy nut who was like, you know, who, who throws, uh, you know, a real conspiracy nut is the kind that like will throw out crazy conspiracies, but nonchalantly. Like, as we all know, after Mother Teresa joined up with the Alpha Centauri aliens to poison our waters, like, you know, they're the like, people. that's the lead up to the question. That's not the actual point. Right. And the second he started talking, talking Hitchens was like, um, thank you for coming. I'm not going to be answering that question. I have no time for that. I'm sorry. I have no time for you. Right. But I thought this was an open forum. It is, but not for what you want. Like, unless that's what's going on out of the gate. If a person just says, uh, well, I'm neither a cube, nor do I ever know any cubes, but could it be that we should all just be compassionate and give people time and say something reasonable? Like, there's no reason to shut that person out. I don't think that's that's no. that's that's a, a wise thing to do. But you don't either elect that person head of the cube committee, right? Right. Somewhere in between. <laughs> You find that person. You don't look for a guy with qualifications in a way or maybe not even. A, it's more like, what have you lived? What do you know? It should be a combination of things, right? Mm. And it seems like we've gone from people lording it over everyone just with paperwork and t- t- like sort of degrees to now like the homeless guy in the street is like, ah, blah, blah, blah. Get, get me on the news, you know? And that's kind of this pendulum swing that I think we're all we're trying to figure out here. How many people do you think we've triggered with this conversation? <laughs> Probably a lot. A, a lot? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Right. Well, I'm not one for disclaimers, but I hope everyone knows that what we're doing here, uh, disclaimer, uh, is disclaimer. trying to just have a conversation where this is there was no agenda here. It's just we're trying to have this conversation. I'm very, very fortunate to be able to have this conversation. And I feel like this is the kind of talk that is kind of crucial to ha- be allowed to have. And if we don't, like, fuck it, man, we'll just blow it up, you know? If we're just going to all sit here and be like, agree with you, agree as well, don't agree with you, okay? Like, if that's all we're doing, then what the fuck is the point? Well, I'd say these types of conversations are the ones that lead to real change, not the imposed type to say, like, oh, we all believe na- this now. Yeah. And... Regardless of whether you believe it, you need to say that you believe it. Oh, because the change, the change conference has <laughs> taken place. Right. Or right. just fear of retribution. Mm-hmm. Right. To say like, oh, well, you're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your house. You're going to lose your family. You're going to lose. We're going to execute you because you don't toe the line of this particular. Whatever it political is. Political, whatever. I mean, this is this is kind of recent stuff. And I think that you need to talk through it a little bit in order to try to figure it out as you go along. 
and none of us have any like hate in our in our hearts for anybody you know like i don't i, I talk for myself like i don't i don't hate anybody I, I have compassion for for everybody and like i'd like to find a way for us all to live together you know as amicably as as, as possible and I don't think that that necessarily needs to be something that's forced. I think that it can come about in an organic way if people are unafraid to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, the, you know, the danger is that everyone kind of shuts up. It's a bit of like what we were talking about with the with the politics in the U.S. You know, like the I feel like the the left kind of bullied people into shutting up, and then got you know sideswiped with the election because Walk up to a surprise yeah because they didn't convince anybody they just shut them up by calling them bigots and homophobes and racists and, and again stuff, that's you know? part, and part of that problem is that the, the i mean it's i mean the the u.s i, I think works on a borderline dysfunctional democracy or non-functioning democracy where um and it's and it's and again, it's one of the reasons too why they're why those why they are still very much a two party system, right? And that is because um, politics for the masses only happens every four years, right? It's not it's not every four years that you just vote for the other side and then vote back for the other side and then back for the other side and flip flop back and forth. It's that four years in between when you're supposed to change things. Yeah, and that's, that's where a, those that's where the the idea that's where those other parties develop. It's in those four years in between, and maybe now they're at a kind of a breaking point where it's just going to happen whether they like it or not. Uh, because even within the parties, there's there's a, enough, I guess, disagreement about what they're about that maybe things will just sort of end abruptly and mm-hmm. maybe fraction off. Um, but I but I think that there's a lot of and the part of I think part of that shutting shutting people down um, also means that they're just sort of going to ride with it for the next four years. Right. Well, you, I guess what I'm trying to say is you don't win hearts and minds by bullying people enough that they shut up. Right. Or threatening never. their their right. livelihoods. You'll you, never you get never. them through conversations like right. like this one. Yeah. Right. Where we. We're kind of openly talking about what we think is right and what we think is wrong. And if you have a different opinion, I welcome that opinion. I'm not going to call you a bigot because you said the wrong word. Well, maybe I'll call you a bigot, but it doesn't end there. Right? Fine. I think, okay. Right? Great. Like sure. we can keep going. Right. You're like, oh, God, look, bigot. And everyone falls on the ground and and grabs their head and we walk away and we can't continue. Like, no. Hmm. What do you mean, bigot? Uh, that bothers me. Right. Why would you call me that? Well, because you're saying that... if you weren't trying to be one. It's like, well, yeah. tell me why that makes you feel that way. Yeah, it's kind of like not talking doesn't... No, you're 100% right. Not talking about it doesn't help anything. Well, you don't convince anyone. Nope. Right? Like you want to be kind of recruiting people to this new way of... Like if this is the old way and this doesn't work, we want to go to this new way and you feel that you're, you know... You're on the path to, to, or on the progressive path, and you want to bring along other people along the way, then you need to convince them. You need to engage them. You can't yeah. just dismiss them. I think feel like this starts very early. Them. This starts very early, like daycare level, right? right. The daycare dynamics. Uh, I have seen it, you know, like if, if you don't participate or whatever, at some point, they just like, well, you don't get to play with the rest of the class. And that's a reasonable response to a certain degree. 
but how progressive is it? How are we really just, are we choosing the cohesion of those that do total line hmm. that participate and feel, feel okay with sacrificing that fifth kid that doesn't want to get with the program right. uh, and letting some other specialists from outside come in and deal with it? Is it their responsibility to, to not go forward and to stop everything until that kid pulls it together and, and uh, address their concerns? These are complex issues, I think. For sure. And it's an uncomfortable realization when you realize how many people have very uh, conflicting viewpoints to yours, right? Like we, we tend to surround ourselves with like-minded yeah. people. Right? You and I have some conflicts, right? We, there's things we don't see eye to eye on. Very few. Uh, I would say that, you know. I hate uh, that shirt. I'm kidding. Sorry, go on. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, in general, we, we, we surround people who have sort of similar, similar yeah, viewpoints. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But there's a ton of other people who are completely different, right? Like Very. you can create this illusion that like most of the world is progressive. And I think going back to the po- politics as well, like I think a lot of like Hillary supporters think they're on the same side they just thought that like everybody was on the same page but no it was just uh, mostly the people in the urban centers were like kind of all on the same lefty side and then like there's like a whole other middle america but to be fair it was a close it was a close election it wasn't that far that off as from what i read sure fine but, but i think still, i think they yeah. thought it was just going to be like a, a landslide, landslide yeah. victory you know like not even any coronation close. i think you said which i thought was a good point a good way of putting it a what they thought they they thought it was just going to be a coronation. Yeah, 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 exactly. I, th- I think part of that, and and um, and although the, it wasn't close, I think the 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 the, um, the bigger message that comes out of it is is more the lack of people who actually participated in a democracy at all. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like a quarter of the country actually voted or something, which is. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. So everyone's talking about like how, how much of the country did this and how much of the country did that. All of this is ridiculous because only like a fraction voted. Right. So that 50% you're talking about is a 50% of a 40%. Right. If that much. If that much. I'm being, I'm using, I'm being generous here. Yeah. Anyway, I think the conclusion here is uh, drink more beer. <laughs> listen to more metal. And if you meet a cube person, don't be an asshole. <laughs> Leave him alone. Yeah, just don't be an asshole. Just don't be an asshole. Is, is that a commandment we could all get behind if we're getting, you yeah. know, just don't be an asshole. Could that be, and it could just be like a light that goes off. You're like, hey, it's my table. Eh, you are an asshole. Oh, shit. Okay, sorry. Here's the fine. Please take my seat. No problem. <laughs> I'll take the other one. Well done. <laughs> Save the baby. <laughs> Sorry. I have this reoccurring pseudo character in my mind of this robot that does exactly what you're, what he's told by a human, but to the extreme. <laughs> so, uh, accept all the people. Baby. Take care of people. Accept <laughs> all people. Accept them. Accept them. <laughs> one human, one species, one team. You're killing them. <laughs> One, must one nation must be one. <laughs> Sorry, this makes no sense to anyone else. Steve, it's always an awesome time to when you when you come over, man. How you doing? You doing okay? I'm yes, I'm excellent. Because the thing is, you're a solution architect, solutions architect. Sure. 
so that sounds like you could solve all this stuff. It sounds like you could you, you have an answer to all the stuff. You fix us, fix, Steve. fix, <laughs> fix us. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. What do you got for us? No, I got nothing. Vinyl records and beer. Yeah, and it's a, it's a, it's uh, a meat good place music. Uh, steak, charred meats. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're vegan, then you know eat something else. Awesome. All right. Well, listen. Thanks for coming in, man. Cool. It's that always a fun time.